Namaste. Welcome to Hindu America podcast, where we take a deep dive into the Hindu Indian American community and discuss issues shaping identity and experience. I'm your host, Renuka Adiraju. I'm happy to announce that with this episode, I'm launching a series that'll focus specifically on second and third generation Indian American youth and their perspectives on growing up as Hindus in America. This is the inaugural episode in this series featuring a 23-year-old Hindu Indian American born and raised in Philadelphia. Let's take a listen now to Suhas and his narrative. I never did particularly question what it meant to be Hindu because I think at such a young age and immediately to introduction to any of the concepts or folklore or cultural traditions, I was given a pretty good foundation of what Hinduism is, what it means, and why I'm considered a Hindu. I think a, a very common Hindu, a very common thing for American Indian kids to experience growing up as Hindus um, and in America is a thing we call Balvihar, which is like basically Sunday school is the best way to explain it for Indian kids. So I think probably at that point in time is when you start to learn about your culture and develop an, a sense of belongingness to a greater culture or religion. So probably around that time, which if I had to put a number on it would be like six or seven. Identifying as a specific part of a specific religion at that point comes from seeing other kids, especially and particularly not in your family, other kids, other people, sometimes of the same type of family that you come some come from, other times not. So you see kind of a uh, a spectrum of people part of the same quote unquote you know religion or, or culture. And I think that's when you start to develop, at least for me, if I can remember, a form of identification with Hinduism for me. When you're that uh, young, probably you learn about things and in kind of just a positive, happy tone. And, and you don't necessarily, I think a lot of what you learn at that age, you take for granted. So I don't particularly remember myself approaching those Sunday mornings as a time to get all the questions I had off of my chest. I think as you grow older and either in my personal situation still identify as a Hindu and even increasingly participate or understand what goes on in your culture is when those learnings become foundational for, for the new questions you want to ask. I think everybody goes through a phase of questioning certain cultural norms, but I think all of those, I track them back to being cultural. What I learned about Hinduism, as far as I know, but more like growing up as an Indian American and what's the standard. I asked Suhas if he recalled any incidents where he had felt like an outsider because he was Hindu. Definitely, I have in my... I would say like earlier schooling years, like experienced some, you know, I guess harassment would be the word or like name calling type of thing for for 
uh, again, being Indian. A positive thing is that still not many non-Hindu kids really know what Hinduism is. I don't know if that's just me speaking to my age or if if that's a standard. But yeah, I, I mean, you get the standard Indian things of and Hindi is the national language of India. And people will ask you if you speak Indian or if you speak Hindu or these types of things. And also like one that comes to mind in terms of, I guess you could say embarrassment would be like in a middle school history class. I remember we had a, a chapter coming up on Hinduism and I was pretty excited for this. You know, the, we opened the chapter and the, one of the main objectives or learning points on Hinduism is of like the the like prominent eroticism associated with the religion which like regardless of whether or not this is a reality i think in a in a 6th grade history class and in the context that it was portrayed um it made me less much less um enthusiastic to raise my hand and 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 claim my my religion honestly thus far the most hurtful or embarrassing situations have come more from misinformation than intentional harassment um, name calling especially in the context of hinduism you get it as as a minority indian or asian kid but with hinduism yeah i think part of that stems from in social settings especially when you're younger there is a lot of back and forth kind of playful chastising and largely a lot of that ended up being things about uh, they weren't very deep cuts on hinduism i'll say that you know what you bring for lunch it's you know the color of your skin it's stereotypes of being an indian in america and what they know of at dunkin donuts these types less about hinduism and you know I, i think another powerful thing is that when you're so young the academic uh, discourse is kind of the standard, right? So if I guess the fear would be that I didn't think of have this perspective then, but the fear would be every kid who walks out of that sixth grade class is moving forward with the assumption. Yeah, yeah. It feels like the the academic world, uh, especially again when you're younger, is what sets the standard. I think, as I was mentioning before, that Hinduism is a very is a very community based religion and a cultural part of India, that a lot of the practices that originated in Hinduism have kind of been like parsed away from and like are now mainstream kind of glorified in different ways or for different purposes than than a Hindu would be used to seeing them. It's not even if it's right or wrong, but yeah, things like yoga or meditation, maybe others that come to mind, like vegetarianism, main ones that are global practices now that are largely agnostic which i i do my in my personal belief feel that it's for the better of the world like you know obviously yoga obviously meditation obviously vegetarianism they're all for the better of society betterment of society and the community and the world to you know from everything to mental health to our carbon footprint or whatever it may be but but i do still feel like they're misconstrued as a result of of them being torn away from any religious origin. Yeah. And as we move forward, that 
that's only going to become more and more prevalent because misinformed people learn from misinformed people. And so that's, I wouldn't say a source of embarrassment, maybe partially embarrassment and also just kind of helplessness that you feel like, you know, something that you know about and that originated from your culture and religion is being kind of just, yeah, I guess the word is appropriated and just torn away and kind of made into something else. And in the case of like meditation apps and hot yoga classes, like multi-million dollar industries now, which is, is, it's an interesting thing to watch, I would say, as an Indian person, as a Hindu person. I think in the context of the specific example I gave with the, the textbook uh, situation, yeah, I don't, I would, I wouldn't say I felt empowered to correct the teacher and, and like write the perception of, of the religion in my peers' eyes because, you know, probably for a number of reasons at the time, at that age, in the fact that there weren't other, many other Indian kids in the, in the school. Yeah, I, I would felt like I'd rather just not, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, not handle it, but, um, uh, yeah, but in terms of the the with the issue with the globalism and, and the or the you know marketing of these certain uh, picked aspects of of religious practices and kind of changing them really is what it is is um, you know there's the thing of like you don't always want to be the person in the room that's like kind of I, I guess you could say scolding or lecturing other people about like oh well you know this comes from this religion and, and what you're doing is actually wrong or, or it's not the real reason or you know om is not just something that you say when you meditate for no reason that that you don't always want to be that person i guess you could say it so i think podcasts like this are good and you know having more yeah just i i think the way of information transfer in today's day and age is media so having more media, having more perspectives and informational tools, you know, because I, I, I don't think it's always malicious. Globalism, the the marketing of, of things and practices, it's not always malicious. So, yeah, I think, you know, I, I do feel empowered to be part of or contribute time and resources to movements that the goal is to to increase awareness. I asked Suhas if the college life experience undermines the Hindu faith and cultural connections fostered by the home environment. I think it's it really depends. I mean, like with all college activities, specifically if we're talking about, you know, college in America, they, it's highly dependent on the student body and the college itself. Like, you know, some some Hindu student associations or, or any religious student associations are more just like, you know, social scenes or, or any club that you may join. Um, others are highly religious. Others are just for celebrating Diwali and Holi and, you know, the fun things that we miss about being home. So it, I think it depends. Like, And I would say, like, there there may be a little bit of a stigma with being religious as a young adult. I think definitely in today's day and age where, yeah, I think independent thought is really emphasized and it's a champion. So I think being part of a religious group, there is a little bit of a stigma with it. That being said, like, I think it's really all about finding the 
it's the right people that understand because a, a lot of that comes from again misinformation and misconception. The uniqueness of Hinduism is that it's a really fortunate situation that it's so baked into culture. I found myself coming back to developing relationship and finding resources because of my genuine interest in certain topics that the religion it ha has a lot of depth in. So it is almost like a natural progression where it's, I'm interested in these things independently of anything else, just as a person. And there's a lot of resources and content in Hinduism on these things, like theories of the mind and consciousness and the study of, of psychology. So that way, yeah, I think it's, it's, it always starts with interest and I guess you could say passion. Yeah, I think also it's like instead of, uh, I think a lot of times with young people in religion, if they don't know why they're doing something or what the purpose of ceremonies or holidays or anything, any religious practice is, an easy thing to do is just get rid of it or throw it to the side or ignore it. But rather, like for me personally, I think like questioning is is the health is is a healthy way to go about it. Where instead of just ignoring this this thing that I maybe don't understand, I'm going to question question it and and get the answers from from different perspectives and understand and then make my own decision because I think the most important thing is always making a well-informed decision so yeah that, that's led me down back to the path of like oh you know these are things that I'm really independently interested in so asking questions you know and and finding your interests and being inquisitive yeah it's pretty amazing that Hinduism uh, has so much content and just deliberations on things that that we're still wrangling with today as a modern society from science different you know sciences to personality types and psychology and consciousness and these things like there's so much there that obviously has struck a chord with the modern world like that's that's why meditation is such a big thing right in today's day and age and everybody wants to know about theories of the mind and consciousness so that's really cool that hinduism is like a resource for that and if anything else it's cool to see what you know holds up in your mind and your perspective like things that they that were predicted at least thousands of years ago how are they reflected in today's society and what connections can we make that's a that's a fun thing i think for me to do and, and learn about where do Hindu Indian American youth find support and strength as they negotiate and shape their identities? Here's Suhasa's response. One of the most important things for younger adults or even at younger adult ages or and kids is having that community to identify with and I think specifically people like them. As with I think all religions it kind of goes in the way of your parents tell you what you are and you are fine with it and you don't really pay much mind to it until it starts to become increasingly a choice for you to, to follow these things or identify with or even explore them. And I think that having people like you um, to have those conversations with and to identify with is important. And a harder task, I think, is also starts with education specifically in these cross-cultural realms like schools or 
wherever maybe sports teams or or, or whatever um have less misinformation and more showings of hinduism and so it's easier to identify with at the end of our segment i asked suhas what he finds to be the most engaging aspect of hindu culture here is his response i think this also goes for every religion uh, festivals always a time that are, are you know are joyous times and, and and also allows for a lot of cross-cultural um, experience like you know no one's going to say no to a party so <laughs> um, and some sweets and good food so i think those are probably the most joyous times and the times that you you start to forget about the the differences between you and somebody else and it it becomes more of a, a yeah a fluid experience Thank you listeners for joining me today. I hope you've enjoyed this personal narrative. Be sure to tune in for more episodes in this series about second generation Hindu Indian Americans and their personal stories on faith and culture. You can find details on the podcast website hinduamericapodcast.buzzsprout.com. That's hinduamericapodcast one word dot buzzsprout b u z z s p r o u t dot com until next time namaste loka samasta sukhino bhavantu may the entire universe be happy